Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. You know where you are. You know what time it is. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And guys and girls, this week we're going to talk about how to keep a flip from flopping. Man, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I sure have. I'm a big believer in understanding markets and following what's going on. I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of studying over the last several years, and I understand a lot more about how the economy works and how money flows and basically how revenue uh, moves to and fro. And I think one of the things I just want to bring up right now is if you guys haven't been paying attention, what's been going on is the, the Fed is now, you know, and I understand why, but the Fed is printing money at an, a blinding rate more than ever in history. Okay. What we have going on right now, if you haven't been paying attention, is a perfect storm. I mean, an absolute perfect storm. Let's start with the global monetary crisis. A couple of years ago, Greece's economy tanks. Uh, several economies around the world have tanked. Everybody, there are, well, I shouldn't say everybody. There are lots of people out there talking about how wonderful everything is. But the real truth is not as, as shiny and rosy as what, what a lot of folks may make it. There's a, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this week, as of I'm recording this here, Tuesday, April 21st, we are in the middle of a global oil crisis. There's basically a market meltdown in oil. Oil actually went below a dollar, went negative, which I don't believe that's even ever happened before. We've got a mortgage industry meltdown. Okay, we, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We've got all kinds of issues going on in the mortgage industry. The stock market is a mess. We've got unprecedented unemployment. And now if you're out there flipping houses, unemployment's a big one for you because your buyers may not be able to get financing because they don't have a job. And I'm here to tell you, most underwriters are not going to loan money or issue or write mortgages to somebody who doesn't have a job. That's a fact. The catalyst to tip the scales with all this, is, of course, is the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, what do you think that's done to buying pressure? Now, when you guys talk about what's going on in the world and markets and whatnot, what you're really talking about is, are people buying or not? are they not buying? Are they excited about buying? What, are the, what is their, the buyer's perception of the marketplace? That's going to go a long way to help you figure out what's going to happen in the future. You don't have to be a fortune teller to figure this out, but we all know things are not you know, rosy and hunky-dory right now. A lot of folks are, well, around the country, at least in the U.S., are on lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. There's state regulations in, in some states. There's city regulations in other states. People are tired of being stuck at home with their spouses they don't like or their kids they can't stand. Lots of emotion going on right now. And there's a lot of folks out there, I would say a majority of people, that the, lot, the furthest thing from their mind is buying a new house. I don't care how pretty you make the countertops or how nice the cabinets are. People are not excited about buying. So with that, let's dive into solving this problem. Let's, let's get right to it. Let's just dive in. I know a lot of you, I've talked to several of you. I know there's a lot of folks out that are thinking, well, maybe the market's bottomed out and I should buy now. Well, I don't believe you should time the market, frankly. And I don't think really flipping houses is dangerous. It's very, very, very dangerous. Some of you hearing my voice right now are shaking your head agreeing with me because you've been caught by this. Those of you that have not yet bought your flip, just don't do it, okay? Focus on buy and hold. If you're a buy and hold person, you'd be fine right now. You got good tenants, you got nothing to worry about. So let's dive in and let's solve this problem. First thing you have to realize is when you have a depressed market, when there's not a lot of people that are excited about buying real estate, that is going to make your market time go a lot longer. You're not going to get things turned around 
as fast as you would or a couple of years ago. There were people literally get having fist fights over houses the day they hit the market. I mean, I was blown away. I couldn't believe that somebody would actually take themselves to violence or to getting in the door. We've had investors breaking keys off and door locks and nobody else can get in and all this ridiculous stuff that's going on. You'd think they were trying to buy toilet paper, which is a good example, guys, of, of paying attention to what's going on in the world. Look at the toilet paper hoarding thing. People are hoarding the weirdest stuff. The liquor stores are slap full of liquor. Nobody's hoarding liquor, but everybody's hoarding toilet paper. So there's a lot of uh, irrational behavior going on right now, okay? And when that happens, that, that takes away from the excitement of buying a new house. So what do we do? Well, the, the thing we need to shift our gears into is we need to start thinking like a business person, okay? You got to stop thinking like the guy at the RIA meeting or the girl at the RIA meeting. Don't forget about what your guru told you. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and get it done. First of all, if you are not an expert at marketing, I strongly discourage you from selling the house yourself. Now, I know a lot of flippers that do this, and I think this is probably the dumbest thing you can do besides flip a house in the first place, is to try to sell it yourself, yourself to, quote unquote, save the real estate commission. Now, I get that there's a bunch of crappy realtors out there, but there's also a lot of great realtors out there. Find yourself a fantastic realtor. Find yourself the best realtor in your market. You see, the best realtor in your market is going to lay out a well-thought-through marketing plan that is custom for your property to get the most amount of buyers in the door, okay? So tip number one is go out and find a top-notch agent. How do you do so? Well, you ask, first of all. Ask everybody you know. Who's the best agent in Tampa Bay? Most people would probably say Tyler Chef. Ha ha. But seriously, when people know that you're good at getting stuff done and they know you have a talent, they're going to tell other people. That's just human nature, how it is. People know in Tampa Bay that if they've got a property they need to get rid of and they want to maintain some profitability, they need to put it with Tyler and his team because my team is comprised of expert marketers and expert negotiators. So we get the job done. I can't tell you how many people in the last year we've helped bail out of flips. Been doing this for 18 years, but this is not a commercial about Tyler Chef and, and my team. This applies anywhere in the country. So you go on Zillow if, you're, if you don't know your, anybody in your area. And see who's selling a lot of houses. Now, if you did that, you probably you would see me on there, but not I don't sell a lot of properties because I'm partially retired. But the, the point is, if you have known me for a while, you know that I'm good at negotiating. You know that I'm good at marketing. I don't have to have the Zillow results. So step one is ask everyone you know for a referral. Okay? I'm not talking about one of those forced referrals, like what do you call it? Um, I can't even think of the name of the company now, but uh, BNI. I'm talking about a real quality referral. Reach out to people you know and then ask them, how do you know that? How do you know that they're the great agent? Have you done business with them? Have they ever sold a house for you in the past? If they say it's my Aunt Susie, well, then I wouldn't put a whole lot of effort in that. It's nice that people recommend Aunt Susie, but Aunt Susie's a part-time real estate agent who doesn't even know how to work an MLS key or can't even get into her email. That can be a problem because she's going to need to be an expert at digital marketing. Okay, She's going to need to fully understand digital marketing and be able to put together and orchestrate a plan that's going to get lots of butts through the door to get your property sold. So let's talk about the fact that people always want a deal. Okay. So because people always want a deal, especially in trying times, guys and girls, we need to kind of prove our case. Our opinion isn't going to really matter. I think it's worth $150,000. The buyer's thinking to themselves, I don't give a rat's patooey what you're thinking. I don't think it's worth $100,000 and things are uncertain now and I'm scared. So I'm going to offer $100,000 on the $150,000 house. And then you're going to get mad, put your tail between your legs, and everybody's going to have a bad week. So how do we avoid this? Well, 
we go get an FHA appraisal. Hire an appraiser, and if you're in the Tampa Bay area, um, reach out to me and I can refer you to a couple different appraisers, but get an FHA appraisal. Now, you should have already had an appraisal when you bought the flip in the first place, and I know you're thinking, gee, Tyler, why didn't you tell me? Well, now I'm telling you, if you're going to flip houses, at least get a scientific uh, opinion of value. Get somebody who has a license. Now, I'm not talking about a real estate agent or a BPO or a drive-by or uh, Timmy the wholesaler on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Who cares what they say? ARV is is bullshit. Get a proper appraisal. It'll cost you a couple hundred, three, four hundred dollars. If you're spending a hundred grand on a house, you'd be stupid not to get an appraisal. I assure you, you're going to look at it with rose-colored glasses when you do it. So get an appraiser in there that's going to look at the data and they're only going to use comparable sales that matter for your house. You see, FHA guidelines talk about if uh, the comparables should try to be as close as possible to the subject property, number one. So in some markets, that's quarter mile. But if you're out in the middle of Iowa somewhere, it could be much farther away. Recency. Don't use comps from two years ago. Two years ago is a different market. Okay, I'm not going to go deep into this because you should just hire an appraiser because appraiser costs a few hundred dollars. And we're talking about you getting rid of this house and selling it quickly without getting buried in holding costs. Now, I know a lot of you went out and got hard money. Maybe you have a little of your own money in this deal or you got all your money in this deal. You got your retirement account in here. And next thing you know, every time you turn around, the product, the energy company is sending you a big old bill and you're paying vacant house insurance. By the way, if you are flipping a house and you do not have uh, vacant house insurance, you better get that right away because traditional homeowner's insurance does not cover a flip, by the way at least in most markets that I'm aware of. So get that appraisal. When you get the appraisal back, don't argue with the appraiser. That is market value. Know this. If it comes in light, let's say you got you want to sell your house for 150 but the appraisal comes in at 140 I got news for you. The buyer that comes in, chances are, is going to use a mortgage. And if they're going to use a mortgage, they're going to be required to get an appraisal, even though you've already had one done. Here's my point. Wouldn't it be better to know up front what the appraised value is than be surprised later? So you go get the appraisal now. It says $140. Fine. Use that. Yes, I know it's $10,000 less and you don't think it's right and you don't like it because the guy drove a Chevy and you're a Ford guy. So you obviously can't afford or, or can't appraise property. Whatever the excuse. Guys, suck it up, buttercup. You're going to have to realize you overpaid for the property. You overimproved the property. You made a mistake. Whatever it is. Move past it because we got to focus only on solutions right now, guys and girls. Focus on solutions. So we adjust our price slightly below the appraised value because here's the thing. If you put the price higher than appraised value and you get it under contract, you're going to wind up with egg in your face when it gets under contract and Susie and, and Timmy are all getting in the front yard until their appraiser comes in and appraises it and it goes down in value. It goes down even more and you don't have a leg to stand on. It's your basic opinion, which you don't know what the heck you're talking about because you're not a licensed appraiser, neither am I. If I sound distracted, guys, it's because I've, it seems that I have, I have every bird in the state of Florida surrounding me right now. We, when we decided we were going to shelter in place, we could either do it back in, in uh, Tarpon Springs at our property there, or we could go into the woods where we belong, where we like being out here in nature. So I'm out in nature recording this podcast. I'm looking at the trees. Apparently, the birds are having a competition with me to see who can talk louder, but that's the tweeting you hear in the background. It's not a television. Those are actual birds because, you know, we're out in nature and enjoying it and having a good time. Anyway, I digress. Go get an appraisal. Price the property just below appraisal, and then a good rock star real estate agent will blast that all over God's green earth saying, priced below appraisal. 
that's going to attract everybody looking for a deal. There's no sense in pricing it anymore because you're going to be found out. Okay. You're going to get caught anyway, selling it above appraisal. And then when you do that, the buyer now is nervous because, well, this property is overvalued and now the buyer feels stupid. So they either back out of the deal, not good for you, or they want to negotiate and, and get things drop down even more, or maybe they start questioning their own appraiser and they think, well, now I want it below that appraisal. Save yourself all this aggravation by simply pricing it slightly below the appraised value, your appraisal. And if another appraiser comes in and gives you an appraisal, first of all, I would leave a copy of your appraisal on the kitchen counter. Ha ha. Do that because let's be honest, appraisers are human. They're going to look and see what the other person used for comparable sales. And I guarantee you, they're probably going to come in pretty close to where your appraisal is, okay? So if it's pretty close, you can renegotiate with the buyer, have them bring a couple thousand to closing, whatever it may be, if it comes in artificially low, but at least you've done some extra homework. You've made it easier for the appraiser. When you make things easier on other people, vendors, this will make things easier on you, okay? It's gonna help you avoid a whole bunch of drama too. Second, once you, you've hired that rockstar agent, hand them a copy of the appraisal and tell them to show this to everybody and their, and their mother. Everybody needs to understand that if they buy this house, they're getting a deal. If you do that, trust me when I tell you, if you do that, you will be successful. You will drastically reduce your market time. I know you're not going to make the 200 grand on the flip that you thought you were, but you weren't going to make that money anyway. So let's just not make things worse on ourselves, okay? The third thing is insist on high quality professional photographs. Now, here's the deal. If you hire a rock star agent, you shouldn't even have to say anything. But you better demand the best real estate photographer in your entire market to show up for this property, okay? Make sure they show up. And if you if the house is if it's a nice house, nice neighborhood, whatever, get a twilight, have some twilight photography done also. It costs more, granted, but the twilight photography, especially if you got a real nice front yard or a nice pool area or something like that, you got landscape lighting, that goes a long way to really making a house pop. Now, if it's some ugly dog, well, then I wouldn't waste the money on twilight photography, but at least get high-quality professional photographs. That is critical to making it happen, folks, critical. The first impression is what people are is going to help people decide whether or not they're going to buy your property. I got news for you. So why not present it in the best light possible? Why cut corners? iPhones are to talk and text on, not to take real estate photographs, okay? Also insist on a pro-quality video walkthrough. Have the same photographer, maybe refer you to a videographer. Maybe they are a videographer themselves. You want a pro-quality video walkthrough. doesn't have to be narrated. doesn't have to have any people in it. Just a good virtual walkthrough where people can walk through the home on video camera. They can see every nook and cranny. Now, granted, not going to show them under the cabinets and things like that, but walk through the rooms. A good pro-quality pro videographer knows what to do. You shouldn't have to tell them anything, okay? Any agent you hire that's worth a grain of salt should be running both Facebook and YouTube ads, paid ads. Well, I had a recent agent recently. I was talking to a, a client of mine. And this isn't a real estate client. It was a lady that called me for an opinion. So I guess she, technically she's not a, a, an account or a, a client, but she was asking me questions on how to get her house sold. And she's got someone who's an agent that's uh, advertising the property, but the seller couldn't tell me what they were doing to market the property, what the agent was doing to market the property specifically. They never thought, never dawned on them to ask. Now, I'm not saying this agent doesn't know what they're doing. They may have be absolute pro, but you should be asking these questions. You should see examples of previous campaigns, ad copy, things like this. Show me what you've done. Most folks, most agents, unfortunately, are not going to do a good job of keeping this information 
handy or even doing it. They just tell you, oh, well, the MLS puts it in 726 websites. Yeah, but if the copy sucks, who cares? If the photographs look like garbage, who cares? So get good photographs, insist on paid advertising. That's both Facebook and YouTube paid advertising. Here's my next one. Offer seller financing, okay? You're making it easy to buy. And this goes along with maybe a lease purchase. Makes sense. Who knows? Here's the thing. Think about it. Think hard about it. If you get stuck on this and you're scared about this, get, get on the call with me, schedule a call with me. I'll walk you through how to use seller financing to sell your property that you flipped. You can seller finance it in the short term, but make it so, you know, I would do like a 30-year note with a five-year balloon because at least it takes the burden off of you. Make sure the payments obviously will cover uh, what you got to get done and see, get as much money as you possibly can coming to closing. There's a million different ways to skin this cat, guys and girls, but I would seriously consider making it easier to buy. Talk to other people. Talk to go to your local IRA company. Talk to people, maybe the guy that, that hard money or did get loaned you the hard money to buy this thing. Maybe one of those hard money people at your uh, real meeting has capital sitting there doing nothing. Maybe they'll consider taking on a more long-term mortgage instead of a short-term hard money. Maybe your hard money mortgage could be assumable. You never know. And you're thinking, well, who, what idiot would pay hard money rates for a home they're going to live in? Well, I'd ask you the same question about a person that's going to flip a house. Why in the hell would you pay 12% interest? to buy a flip house to speculate at 12%. That doesn't make any sense. There's lots of people out there that want to place capital. They'd love to have their money moving, but maybe they don't have the skills to know how to go about doing that. Here's an opportunity. Maybe someone's got money sitting in a retirement account. They could go pay off that hard money mortgage for you and they could become the bank. Okay, they can loan you the money to pay off the loan and you can give them, I don't know, four, five, six, seven percent whatever it may be, to keep you in the property so you can kind of get your head above what keep your head above water and make things last a little longer negotiate with these hard money lenders listen the last thing they want is they don't want that house they're not in the house business guys and girls they want to get this thing gone they're in the money business they want paid off negotiate with them go talk to them tell them what's going on have you watched the news all kinds of weird stuff going on uh lots of ways you can work around this guys you gotta gotta get creative if you get stuck in this Get on the phone with me. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Book a slot on my calendar. Let's see if we can talk you through it. Send me the information on your property. See what we can do. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, or frankly anywhere in Florida, and you need a rock star team to get your flip sold before the rest of the market crash starts coming down, then you need to get on the phone with me. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Book an appointment. I'll help you out with it. Guys and girls, be safe out there. Hope you have a great week, and we'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.